Hello and welcome to Conversations from the Edge, a podcast brought to you by Service Logic. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney, and I am thrilled to bring on my guest today because we have a lot of important things to talk about. We are talking about getting great quality workers into the trade services and it's not as easy as some may think. So I am happy to bring on Eric Boland, who is the VP of Talent Development for ServiceLogic. Hi, Eric. How are you? I'm great, Michelle. Thank you for having me. It is really good to have you here because you have quite the resume. You really do know what you're doing when it comes to bringing on new talent. So before we talk about that, let's talk about some of the reasons why you are the perfect person to have here to talk about the topic at hand. Well, it's interesting. I, and quite frankly, I wouldn't say I know everything that I should be doing and that has been proven right. Uh, I, like many others in the industry, have, have found a lot of ways not to be successful at this. But quite frankly, over my career, it's one thing that's become a real passion of mine is, and I've always sought this, and it's to, you know, develop people, to mentor people, to help grow people. You know, I'm a lifelong learner at heart, and I've always been this way. And uh, recently, I've, I've even challenged myself on a couple of different learning paths that we can talk about later if you wanted to. But, you know, I, I love to pour into people and I love to grow them. And I feel that that's an important aspect that we need to have in industry today, especially as industry as a whole is, is challenged with attracting and retaining uh, those individuals who are in the skilled, skilled trades industry, specifically for us, the HVAC industry. And I love how you said, Eric, you know, you're you're still learning, so to speak, uh, with what we're talking about here. And it really is a learning curve for so many people involved. But let's talk about what you said specifically with getting people into the trades, because it's been kind of an uphill battle, but there's this shift that we're seeing. So can you talk a little bit about the history of what we see with this particular field? Sure. You know, and I can only speak from my, my personal experience, and, and I presume that that's consistent. Uh, you know, as you can tell, I, I'm, I've got a little bit of age on me. It might be a shock to you. But, uh, you know, I can remember, you know, back in the, I'm going to say the 70s and the 80s. Um, and this is when I was considering what path I was going to go with my life. Uh, my father was an electrician, so he was in the skilled trades industry. and He learned it from the military and the Air Force and then got out and got into the trades going there. But the influence at that time to parents was, hey, your kids need to be in college. They need to go get a four-year degree. And so that's the path that I took. Uh, <laughs> there was a couple of times that I started to come out and go to a local trade school and, and pick up a trade. Uh, but my parents, you know, helped influence me to stay the course, and I ended up getting an engineering degree. And there's nothing wrong with getting a four-year degree. You know, there's plenty of opportunities for folks. But that, that time, I feel, really influenced the thought process in the United States, especially that I lived through and many of my friends have lived through. And I've seen it as I've been in industry over the last 30 years to where we've kind of thrown shade at folks who are in the skilled trades. But actually, it's that role that has the greatest opportunity for it today. It's that role that keeps the lights on, that keeps the buildings conditioned, cool and warm when you want them. You know, it, it keeps everything working. And it's the most important. These are the most important roles that uh, really are starved for people to get excited about. And that's what I'm thrilled to have this opportunity here at ServiceLogic to create some of that excitement and basically collaborate with many of the companies in the ServiceLogic portfolio 
to generate that excitement in their uh, respective markets and attract and retain, you know, key people on their teams. When you talk about removing that stigma that you've seen personally, as you said, uh, over the last couple of decades, and now we're kind of seeing that shift and talking about the importance of these workers and the need for them. Let's talk about why it can be so lucrative. What is the drawing point to pull people in? Obviously, very needed. And knowing that you're doing a job that is necessary for so many people. But what other perks of the job can you put out there for anybody who's possibly thinking of joining in? Well, for an individual who, say, is is younger or somebody who's looking to change in their career path, I mean, here's an opportunity where, number one, you get paid for your time spent, uh, you know, and, and that gives you an opportunity to invest in yourself and to grow. And, and honestly, your career trajectory is solely up to you. You know, you're in full control of it. Uh, the second thing is, is, you know, it's, it's something new. It's a new challenge, a new opportunity every day. Um, I think coming through that, though, the, the biggest opportunity is for the individual, you know, and if you're in a skilled trades right now, you can pretty much pick a job <laughs> and pick a company that you want to work for. So the opportunities and the availability to, to go be employed today as in contrast with some, say, four-year degrees, um, just the opportunities are, are wide open for individuals today. Your personal experience being in talent development for Service Logic, as you said, you can pretty much pick and choose where you want to go, which is great news for people thinking about jumping into this. But how do you compete? What does something or what does a company like Service Logic do to help get those great workers to come with them? Well, <laughs> you know, uh, I would love to say that there's this one thing, you know, uh, like the uh, there was a, a movie many years ago. Um, gosh, I forget the name of the movie. Um, it was a cowboy movie. It had uh, Billy Crystal in it and Jack Palace. And Jack Palace talked about there's this one thing. Well, there's not one thing from a talent development standpoint. It's it's one of many things that you need to do to be successful. And and quite frankly, it's it's who's there first and who's there doing who's doing it the best. And that's why you know I have this opportunity here at Service Logic. Service Logic made the conscious decision to invest in a very important initiative around talent development. Now, is my role one to sit here and dictate to our member companies what they are to do with respect to talent development? No. Uh, each one of our companies, ServiceLogic is composed of 40 plus companies spread out all across the United States. Each of the four corners of the, of the United States and all in the middle, ServiceLogic exists all over. Each in a unique market, each in a unique company structure, but all having similar business focus, which is around the HVAC industry. That in respect creates a challenge. My role is to develop a program that can be incorporated into their efforts, that can augment what they do, give them support and structure, also facilitate an opportunity for all of these individuals who are knowledgeable in their respective fields who have their own unique market challenges to come together and to collaborate as one unit to share best practices, to learn from each, each's challenges that they've worked through, 
and to really create an opportunity to grow and be more attractive. Now, within our efforts, you know, our strategy focuses uh, in, in several key areas. Uh, I, have a, uh, I have a diagram that I put together that represents our architecture of our offer, and it's all around our EDGE talent development program. Why is it called the EDGE? Well, we want to create, through intentional investments, a competitive edge for service logic companies in our marketplace. This is a very strategic and intentional effort on our part to set us apart from other employers because there are many in every key market. And so we want to do that, not just focusing on, well, hey, we've got to have better training for our individual technicians to grow them. Yes, we want to have that but we have different trades within our organization. We have HVAC technicians, controls technicians. We have more service-minded individuals, more construction-minded individuals. You know, we have a wide variety of, of individuals in our skilled trades that put the tools on and go out and do the work every day. But we also have the remainder of the organization up through it that really casts the culture, uh, the energy level, the opportunities to develop and grow in their respective markets. And so we're investing in them also. You know, our managers, our supervisors, uh, our administrative in individuals, our HR folks, our financial folks, our C-level folks at the different executives in each company. We want to not only create educational opportunities for our workforce, but also our management and supervision to structure the culture of the company to help create that one thing there that makes it more attractive to retain people, but also to attract people who are outside to come and work for us, both entry level or advanced individuals who maybe work with another company where the culture isn't very favorable. What kind of feedback have you seen by the efforts that Service Logic has been? putting out there with everything you just said? Well, I, I confess that we are just formally started rolling out uh, our event calendar. Um, now, I have been uh, visiting uh, Service Logic Company since I came here in January. Uh, I try to visit two Service Logic businesses in a month, so I've been doing quite a bit of travel. That said, you know, for me to hit all the service logic companies, it's going to take me two years to visit. And the reason I want to visit is because I want to really see the culture. I want to have one-on-one -on -one conversations. And this comes from my background as, a, as an account manager, salesperson, uh, and business executive, you know, to deal with people one-on-one. -on -one. Um, most recently, I was up in the Washington, D.C. area meeting with one of our newer companies. And so it gives me an opportunity to give an overview of what we're working on, what we're launching, discuss some strategy that we want to be, uh, that we would advocate for uh, at the local level, and also to hear, to just get ideas. You know, remember I said I'm a lifelong learner. I want to hear, I want to learn what other people have found to be positive and, and beneficial. I want to hear where they've stubbed their toe and where they've made, you know, a mistake you know, in their approach, you know, not just how we hire people, how we become attractive for more uh, people, how we onboard them, how we develop them while they're here, 
how we cast the vision of the career path for the individual so they can say, hey, I'm just not focused on now. I'm focused on five years from now where I can become. Or I might be 25 years old and I'm just getting into this business. What else is for me? And you cast out that opportunity for growth for the individual, they're more likely, I believe, to stay with you. You focus on a culture that's positive and growing and engaging with an individual, and it goes to combat the uh, statistics that you see right now that 96% of the individuals who leave a company don't leave the company. They don't leave the job. They leave the management of the company. And thus, that's why we have a comprehensive focus. So to answer your question, finally, what response have we been getting is it's extremely positive. You know, it's words like, this is great. You know, we can use this. Uh, finally, we're thrilled with this. We want to be a part of this. You know, how can we help? And the way I explain it to folks is, look, our focus has been on structuring the framework that we operate on, but also launch opportunities to engage and grow and develop our talent. Uh, we've also launched uh, critical uh, peer network events that will go through the next calendar year. And through these offerings that we're providing, we're going to learn, we're going to adjust, and we're going to make it better the next year and continue to grow and develop our talent development efforts. So overall, extremely positive. So with that said, obviously, you're talking about some great things that you're putting out there, getting some great response and feedback from the people who are joining in. But there are some restrictions, I would think, with regard to who you're looking for. It's not just all butterflies and roses. There's a certain level that a person has to be willing to be at or to rather that they have to be at for them to be considered for service logic, because there's a lot of dedication. You're not just going to take any Joe Schmo off the street. You have to have certain credentials and really a, a work ethic that is going to fall in line with what service logic represents. So let's talk about that. What do people need to know? What is required of you for those people that you're really looking to bring on with the company? Um, that's a great question. And, um, I'll just offer, you know, just some, some broad stroke answers to that. So if you're thinking about an individual, uh, female or male, who's interested in coming in this business, you know, number one, I want to make sure that females know that they're welcome and desire to be a part of this business. Uh, the traditional view of who that commercial HVAC technician is needs to evolve. That being said, you know, Everybody has the same restrictions. They have the same tools, the same intellect, the same capabilities. And so uh, I look forward to growing uh, individuals in our companies. That being said, a, a young individual or an individual who is looking to restructure their career path, do the reset button, um, basically they've got to be willing. Uh, and that's the main word that I'm willing to show up when you're supposed to be here willing to participate and engage uh, for some folks. And I heard one of the story about this recently, willing to put your phone in your pocket. 
Um, and that's an unfortunate perspective that many uh, have with respect to some, some younger folks coming in the workforce, but willing to get your fingernails dirty, but also willing to invest in yourself. Uh, that might mean hard mental work. That might mean challenging physical work. But at the end of the day, it'll be rewarding work because you'll feel that you've progressed an opportunity, you've progressed yourself, you gave benefit to others because you've helped fix and aid their issue that they've been dealing with, and you've learned and grown in your trade that nobody can ever take that away from you. That's the beauty about the trades is as you increase your skill set, nobody can take that away from you. And so that's a big investment opportunity for somebody, especially younger or new to the business. Uh, and a challenge with our companies will, is, is, well, how many of those can we bring on and still be effective? Because you don't want to bring on somebody new and not be able to have the time to invest in them. And you don't want to just throw some books at them and say, go read this and figure it out. And quite frankly, I've seen companies that do that. And our program for those what I'm going to call apprentice level individuals, we have partnered with a with an agency that's working with us, and they have a structured four year progressive online educational program that our individual companies can prescribe to and sign up individuals for and spread this learning out over a four year period to where you have classroom in house. But also, as you develop that, that local mentor knows what the individual is learning, and then they can go put that into practice out into the work in the workplace. Um, individuals can take a proficiency test and grade into this four-year program, year one, year two, year three, year four, depending on what knowledge they bring into the industry. So it's customized to the individual. That gets people started in this industry. But we don't stop there. We have opportunities in the online, but also the in-person educational format uh, for individuals to increase their specialty knowledge uh, within the HVAC trade, uh, to broaden from a basic skill set into more advanced skill set, uh, to go learn more in-depth troubleshooting in a lab environment. One initiative that I'm working on is, is I'm identifying uh, trade schools and the differences between trade schools across the United States in key marketplaces. There are some who are focused on one aspect of the HVAC industry, and then there are others who have a much broader focus. That's who we want. And those are the individuals that I see partnerships with to where we both can help meet the needs of the individuals going through this program to increase and develop their skill sets to be more effective. Everybody, no matter what your trade is, no matter what your vocation is, at the end of the day, whether you're a podcaster or a podcast E, you want to feel that, hey, I did a good job and I made an impact today. Everybody wants that. And we want to help people to feel that way here. Let's just talk briefly about uh, a closer look, if you can, maybe offer a snapshot. If, if people are still kind of not too familiar, we're talking about trades, you know, people understand what trades are, and, and it's different than a typical nine to five job in a lot of respects. But 
what exactly would a potential day look like? Well, it, it depends on the individual. Uh, and it depends on where they are in the organization and what that organization does. I mean, I met an individual at one of our uh, companies. Uh, he is new to this industry. He is fresh out of high school. Uh, and matter of fact, he was, uh, I was riding with him to, uh, to lunch one day. And um, no, we were going to the airport. He was taking me to the airport and I just struck up a conversation with him. And I said, well, how did you learn about this industry. And he says, well, my mom is friends with another lady whose son works at this company. And I said, great, tell me more. And I says, what did you do before this? And he says, well, you know, he worked with a family member who was in, had a tree service. And he said, she didn't like me in that because it was dangerous. And uh, so she learned about this through her friend and said, you need to go talk to these people. Well, this company had has an apprentice hire program to where they slowly develop that individual. So for him, his where he's at right now, he has no trade experience at all, no educational in a trade school. He's a parts runner, you know, so if an individual is out working on a job, they need a part versus that individual coming off the job, taking time away from the customer or the problem, he can call this parts runner and he can go pick up the part and bring it to him and help him that day. So the individual provides a service, but he also broadens his understanding because he gets on the job training as he's working with a more seasoned individual, you know, learning the business. Um, up to a higher level individual, say somebody who's been in the business um, four to seven years, you know, that individual is typically taking service calls. You know, what does that mean? You know, it, it, uh, it's the heart of uh, July and you're in the South in the summer and it's hot and the phone is ringing off the hook and somebody's uncomfortable and they need help. I had this conversation with a friend at, at, at lunch today and it's, it's the individual, it's the company that takes the call and shows up that gets the business today. We are judged by our next most recent response. And so that individual goes out, troubleshoots the opportunity or troubleshoots the need, creates a solution and delivers that solution and hopefully remedies the, the uh, company or person's uh, problem. Um, that could be repairing a um, rooftop HVAC unit. That could be correcting a building automation systems, temperature control uh, logic. Um, that could be helping to replace an HVAC unit. That could be um, uh, repairing a pump on a chill water system that provides uh, air conditioning to a big hospital. Uh, it could be a myriad of things. Uh, up to your more seasoned individuals into their specialty areas, you know, a, a chiller in our world is a very big cold generation machine. You know, it uses uh, the refrigeration cycle to make water cold. And that water is pumped through a building and then goes through coals that fans blow over to move that cool air into the space. When that chiller is not generating 
cold water. It's like your heart and your body is not pumping blood. You're not doing well. Well, that building's not doing well. So that individual with that expertise, she or he has a lot riding on their shoulders to figure out that challenge and to benefit that client, you know, to help them maintain the comfort uh, that they need in their space. So those are just some broad stroke descriptors of what individuals do in this trade. That can be HVAC mechanics, they can be sheet metal mechanics, they can be welders, they can be electricians, they can be control technicians, they can be um, estimators, they can be project developers, they can be salespeople, they can be service salespeople. There's a lot of opportunities for an individual in this business. And as somebody who lost their air conditioning over the summer, I can tell you that the people that show up are a godsend. <laughs> you oh, yeah. cannot, you cannot put into words until you you've lost it and you realize how valuable it is. They they really are. They are saving the day. They're saving the week. They're saving the summer. And as you said, you're making such an impact, uh, even though you don't realize, especially even from a small uh, residential, yeah. you know, situation, or as you said, hospitals and, and larger you know, businesses, um, it really is, it's so instrumental in, in daily operations. It's just priceless. Yeah. Well, and, and Michelle, just to look at it from that technician standpoint. Now, I'm not a technician. Um, I'm an engineer. Um, I've had, I've had many roles to where, you know, I grew up getting my fingernails dirty. That's what I did. Remember, my dad was in trade. And so I started working in it in that way. But in every one of my roles, I tried to partner with individuals who actually put their hands on the work to do the work. And to an individual, I will say in my 30 years that I've been in various companies, various trades, every one of those individuals that go out there to address that need, they want to feel like they are equipped to be successful in addressing that need. They don't want to be uncomfortable. They want to make sure that Michelle's house is comfortable. Does that make sense? And in that respect, the worst thing that a company can do is to not aid that individual to be as prepared and equipped uh, and supported to go be successful out there. And that's what we want here at Service Logic. We want our individual technicians to feel like they've been properly equipped properly trained, properly positioned to be successful, as successful as possible in that situation that they've been placed in. Let's talk about future of success. Where do we go from here? What are you looking at with regard to any numbers you want to throw out or just a percentage or, or what you would like to add to service logic and what you're doing to continue to bring on that good talent? You know, I, I'll tell you this, that uh, as, more, as recent as 10 a.m. this morning uh, in the hallway, you know, getting met with, uh, by a teammate who shared about a conversation he had with an individual uh, who's over a grouping of our businesses, you know, just sharing about the challenges of attracting talent, you know, that is a, that's a challenge that, that we all share in our industry and other industries abroad. We're all competing for everybody else. We're competing. And so uh, 
you know, what we're doing, you know, hey, I, I would love to say that uh, each one of our companies right now, uh, I would just about wager to say each one of our companies could bring on one to two individuals immediately. Uh, many of them would say, I would hire 10 today if they were here. And it depends on the market, the maturity of the company, where they are, what they're doing. And so if you look at that, let's say it's a 10 across the uh, average of uh, 40 companies. Well, <laughs> that's 400 people. You know, I can hire 400 people right now. You know, and that's, that's broad brush, but man, that's pretty big. And that's all over the United States. And I don't, I don't look at it as individuals. I look at it as families. So that's 40 fam 400 families that we can impact positively today. Uh, that we want to be a part of our team. And not only do we want you to be a part of our team, but we want you to be a part of our team knowing that you're going to be supported, that you're going to be equipped, and you're going to be invested in to help be as best you can be for your clients. You're making me want to sign up there, Eric. It's a great oh. spiel. <laughs> a lot, lot of opportunity there. Any yeah. final thoughts as we're wrapping things up here? Well, I, I think uh, the one thing that I do want to emphasize is, is individual, individual performers, individual technicians, individual welders, et cetera, that are in our portfolio, we've got to invest in that. Uh, we want to grow. You know, uh, it's a very linear uh, business uh, structure. You know, the more trucks you have on the road, the company with the most trucks on the road is the one that's going to win at the end of the day. If winning is growing, that's the rule. That being said, you've got to have that infrastructure, that culture within the business to support that, or you will only have that individual in your truck for a short period of time. Um, and so I would say equal to almost more investment at this point in time right now is, hey, are we building our, are we equipping and building our leadership structure? Are we investing appropriately in our management and supervision such that we are creating that mentorship mindset, that we're facilitating leaders who are engaged with their individual performers as teammates collectively collaborating towards the benefit of the client, or are we just pushing numbers? We don't want to push numbers. We want to grow people. And so with that mindset, we are investing in how do we equip and invest in these leaders uh, to help us have a sustainable and growing culture mindset equal to the physical growth of our transactions that we do out with our trucks every day. Well said. Eric Bolin, VP Talent Development for ServiceLogic. Eric, if people are listening out there today and they're saying, you know what, I think this could be for me. I want to at least see what I could do to maybe jump on board. Where do they go? Where can they find more information? Who do they reach out to? Hey, they can reach out to me, number one. Uh, feel free to reach out to me personally. Uh, ebolin at servicelogic.com. Otherwise, you can feel free to go out to our website uh, at you go out to servicelogic.com, you'll see a listing of all of our member companies. We are growing constantly, adding more companies to our portfolio. We only look for certain types of companies to be a part of ServiceLogic. And we want to carry that forward uh, as we seek individuals to come and be a part of that team. When you enter into this business, 
it's up to you, but you can stay in a role. You can get to your comfort level and say, okay, this is what I want to keep doing. I like this. I want to be in control of my world. I've seen many service technicians do this. They love it. But if they want to grow, they can be, hey, I want to be a service manager. Or, you know what? I've got the gift of gap. I build business with my customers. I want to be a salesperson. Uh, maybe I want to uh, be a project manager and do construction work. Uh, maybe I'm really good at putting cost structure together and I want to grow and become an estimator. Hey, I want to do big projects. I want to be a project developer. Or depending on your leadership skills, maybe you invest in yourself personally and you want to grow. I want to be in management. I know as much as these managers here now, everybody does that. And, uh, you know, I know people that have been in this business for 40 years and started uh, as a sheet metal mechanic and that are now at a VP or executive level of their respective company or this company, uh, or they started their own company. So to come into the skilled trades, an individual, look, it's up to you. You know, now that's frightening to me. Uh, but the end of right individual who seizes this opportunity, they can do whatever they want to. If you're willing to be put in an uncomfortable uh, situation, equipped and supported, you're going to come out of there knowing more, having grown substantially, and now you can apply that to the next one. And then it's it's up to you. It's up to you. Eric, thank you so much for being here today. This was a great conversation, and obviously, Service Logic has been very busy. As you said, not only just crunching the numbers and, and bringing on, uh, you know, a number as an individual, but really growing your family and investing in the person that therefore will invest in what happens with that bottom line. That's just kind of a an after effect. But thank you for sharing your your thoughts and and the process of what Service Logic is doing. And I wish you all the best. And I think you're going to have a couple bites from this interview. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. And thank you, everybody, for listening to Conversations from the Edge, a Service Logic podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Don Mooney. If you would like to find out more about Service Logic and its connected companies, of course, you can go, as Eric said, to servicelogic.com. I'm your host, Michelle Don Mooney. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you soon.